0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Blue Wire. The, NFL draft,
0: the Detroit Lions select. Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama.
1: Off looks, off throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone and getting in for the touchdown. Detroit Lions.
2: the Ross
0: St. Brown.
1: Snap. He's got
0: it. Wants to throw. Wentz looks, looks. Pressure comes. Wentz hit, sack. Back inside the twenty. Aiden Hutchinson. That's
1: number two. <laughs>
2: yo what is going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 325 on the blue wire network i am Euro tyler joined by nobody i am here by myself today um we had both of our guys unfortunately busy due to some other time conflicts where they couldn't record today so no problem i will be here i'll be you guys as host and i'm going to be the only one on the show today so now, I'm going to probably make it a, a quicker podcast today, but we're going to preview the New Orleans Saints in this podcast. So let's get right into it. Usually we'll have a little conversation beforehand, but I, I don't think you guys really care uh, about just me. So uh, let's just get right into the injury report. We'll talk about the Saints defense, like what the Saints offense, and then we'll head out of here. So let's get right into it. So let's start off with the injury report for the Detroit Lions. For the Lions injury report. Got some new names on here from last time. Alex Anzalone, dealing with a hand injury and did not practice on Wednesday. Offensive guard Jonah Jackson was limited with that ankle and wrist injury, which he's been sidelined for the last two weeks. Running back David Montgomery is dealing with a foot injury. He was limited. Safety Tracy Walker is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited. And then safety Fatima Lafon was dealing with the hand. He was a full participant. And then center Frank Ragnar has been on the injury for all year, dealing with that back and toe, was also a full participant. I think the one to really know here is Alex Anzalone and from Dan Campbell's comments earlier in the week kind of indicates that it looks like he could potentially miss some time more than just this game. But we don't know the full details and the extent of that. But as of right now, we just know that he is not on the you know, he's not likely to play this week, but we'll see. You know, he they, they listed as a in hand injury. We saw in that Packers game late in that game where he had to be exited. So there is that. Now, going on to the Saints side, we got defensive end Cam Jordan dealing with an ankle. He did not practice. Safety, Marcus May, dealing with a shoulder. He didn't practice. Running back, Kendra Miller, dealing with an ankle. He did not practice. Wide receiver, Rashid Shaheed, dealing with a thigh injury. He did not practice. Linebacker, Pete Warner, dealing with a shoulder slash oblique. Did not practice. Tight end, Jimmy Graham, rest was limited. Uh, Kicker, Blake Groupie dealing with the right groin was limited. Center Eric McCoy dealing with the shoulder was limited. Wide receiver Chris Olave was in concussion protocol, was limited. And tackle Ryan Ramschak also uh with his knee slash rest was limited. So Saints kind of banged up. And you look at this receiving core. Shaheed did not practice, who's a starter for them. Olave's in concussion protocol, which he did practice, which signs indicate that he could potentially play, but Kakush protocol is very tough. So we'll know probably when we get closer to game day. And then they also placed Michael Thomas and IR a couple weeks ago. So a very, very thin wide receiver core for this New Orleans Saints team. So you know we'll see as the week progresses of what these injuries are really, you know, gonna indicate of their game time status on Sunday. So If you guys are interested, you guys could join us on Sunday on the pregame show an hour before kickoff, and uh, we will know the full injury report for both of these teams. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about this Lions offense now versus this New Orleans Saints defense. Um, Let's get like, I mean, the elephant in the room. The last two games. Offense has not been to the level I think Lions fans have expected, right? They are not playing the level of football that I think we, we are used to. And what we saw early in the year, um, something that they did very well early in the year that they're not doing right now is their turnover of the ball at a way higher rate these last two games versus the Bears and Packers. The the, the turnovers have been biting them in the ass. And in the Bears game, we saw it. The turnovers killed us in the time of possession because the Bears doubled their time in time of possession And now in the Packers game, it cost us a hell of a lot of points in that game. And it finally came and bit bit us in the ass. In the Bears game, you found a way to escape and finally to win that game. Great. Packers game, you couldn't do the same. And for this Lions team, the turnovers cannot be something that's a consistent thing if they expect to win many games. And now we're getting to a stretch where we're heading to December. And there's only six more games in the regular season. It has to clean up. And it's been good so far this year, but it has to clean up. And now you have this mini buy that you're coming off from playing from Thursday. You have to clean it up, and you have to figure it out this Sunday versus New Orleans Saints defense, which is not going to necessarily be easy. I mean, the Saints so far this year have been a ve- very mediocre team. They are uh, five and six. They play in a shit division. They have the AFC South. I mean, they have a chance to win it. They are t- currently second. Uh, they're um, they're tied with the the league. Well, the division leader, the Falcons, but the Falcons on the tiebreakers because they won that game last week, but they play in a very bad division, right? The Saints defense is not the reason the struggles with this football team. So as far as getting pressure on the quarterback, as far as forcing takeaways, they do a pretty good job at that. As far as only allowing 20 points average in a game that's ranks eighth highest in the NFL. And then they are. They have gotten 20 takeovers, takeaways this year, which ranks fourth in the NFL. And for a Lions team in the last two weeks who has been prone to some takeaways, that needs to clean up. And, you know, I, I know the Saints probably looking at the film the last two games the Lions played and they're kind of looking at their chops like, oh, we, we could maybe force some takeaways on this team. So the Lions have to play clean football. They have to play decent football if they want to win this game in New Orleans. Um, one thing I think the Lions have to do this week and something they have to attack is get that running game going. And we, we've seen it for a good part of the season. Like they, they like to run the ball, and they like to be pretty balanced overall, right? Get the passing game, get the running game involved. But I think this is a game specifically where you're going to want to lean on your run, especially for a guy like Jared Goff, who's been kind of struggling the last two weeks. Get that pressure off of him. You got your two backs healthy. I know Montgomery's on the injury report, but he'll probably be good to go. Jameer Gibbs is playing some good football right now. Get your backs involved this game. Something that I did last week was watch that Falcons game versus the Saints because the Lions obviously played on Thursday. So I, I want to get a you know, more of a closer eye on the Saints and see some things the Lions could do to potentially steal a game in New Orleans. And what the Falcons did successfully was run the ball with both the running backs, Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. So I, I think this is a good game where you can get David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs involved, and – you hope to show the New Orleans Saints what they had a couple of years ago with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, which I've been comparing these two all year to. Is it was is those two running backs of the New Orleans Saints in the past? Um, I, I think it would be very cool if the Lions could show the Saints. Man, I remember when we had something like that. And you know, the Saints are prone to giving, you know, big big rushes up. That they, they have given up 124 yards on average so far in this season, which ranks 23rd in the NFL as far as you know, their run defense. So definitely something that the Lions could take advantage this week. I mean, even if they have to hand the ball 40, 45 times combined between Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs and maybe we even sprinkle a guy like Craig Reynolds here and there, you could do that in this game, I think, feel comfortable. Um, like I said, Jared Goff hasn't been playing the best football the last two weeks, and it's not necessarily a concern, but I think this is a, a good game to get that pressure off him lean on your running game, and once you get that running game going, then obviously the passing can get going. Maybe they start stacking the box and that play action gets going. And then obviously that's when we've seen the best of Jared Goff. We've seen it this year. We've seen it last year. And I think this is a good game where you could get that going. Um, that is just something the Saints are, are are prone to give up is in the running game, where in the past defense they are much better. Guys like Paulson Adebo is playing very good football for them. I mean, now they have some injuries in the secondary with guys like Marcus May. Um, we don't know his status, but Tyron Matthew, obviously, everyone knows about the Honey Badger. He is still killing it. He's been great for the Saints this year. So I, I think the lines early on have to establish this running game. I think that's a big part of this game is establishing that running game. And then obviously, the, the big passes will happen as the game continues. So, you know, it, it's, it's not a. A great defense by any means, they have their flaws, but you know, it's a defense that has kept this team in some games. And we're going to get into this offense in a little bit, but I think it's something the lines could take advantage of in this game and getting your backs involved. Man, um, something I want to see the lines get kind of back to what they were doing earlier on in the year before these last two weeks is be that balance attack, get that running game going, get the play action game going, and get Jared Goff more comfortable. Don't let Jared Goff be the hero. And obviously for the Lions offensive line, I mean, just looking for a bounce back after what they had on Thursday, which I don't think it's a consistent trend that we're going to see the rest of the way. I mean, it was just a very bad performance by all their guys. You know, everyone from Taylor Decker to Colby, Soarisdale. I mean, to Frank was all right. Graham Glasgow did not have a great game. Panessa will not have a great game. And you could potentially begin Jonah Jackson back in this game. We don't know yet. He was limited, which is good to see him back on the practice field. But if he can go, you know, these guys, whoever it is, have to step up at that left guard spot. And I wouldn't be completely shocked if Jonah's a no-go this Sunday. And maybe they count on the guy they just signed a couple weeks ago to the practice squad, and that's Michael Schofield, a veteran. Because, I mean, we saw on Thanksgiving with Colby Sorosdale, he got benched pretty early on in that game. And then Oshika comes in, and he just wasn't really much better, if or any better at all, than what Sorosdale provided. So, if jonah's a no-go this week again you know i i think it, it's going to be a difficult decision and maybe you could see a guy like schofield step up and play that left guard position but hopefully hopefully that you get jonah jackson back this week get your five offensive linemen that you expected and let's roll because when you have those five out there i mean night and day man it's night and day everyone's more comfortable um, you're not worried about the guy next to you. I think it makes Frank Ragnow and Taylor Decker much more comfortable when they know Jonah Jackson's in there rather than having to you know pick up Sorosdale or pick up Oshika or whoever's in that spot, right? Skipper, whoever, right? So hopefully Jonah Jackson gets going back this week, and then we can see that Lions offensive line produce, like how they've been doing all year, pass pro, run pro, and they can establish that offense that we know that they could be. And I'm not saying Jonah Jackson was like the missing piece the last two weeks, but it definitely did have a factor, I think, into, you know, how their offense performed. So to get him back would be absolutely huge. But, you know, we will have to wait and see. But it's a good sign that he was back on the practice field on Wednesday. We'll know more on Thursday and Friday and then obviously for sure on Sunday before kickoff. So, you know, hoping that Jonah could get going and then obviously this offense could, you know, go back to what they've been doing, man. And, you know, this is a good game, like I said, to get that run game going. So I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to break down this Lions defense versus the Saints offense.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed
2: All right, guys, we are back. Now, a little more optimistic about the offense, if you guys (laughs) could hear earlier. Now, talk about this Lions defense. Not so much more optimistic, right? Now, I said it earlier in the injury report, the Saints are dealing with some injuries, right? Michael Thomas and I are. Shaheed did not practice on Wednesday, so we don't know his status yet. And then Olave's in concussion protocol, which like I said is very tricky. You don't know what's really necessarily gonna happen with Chris Olave. Is it still uh like is it is it still weird that I'm still a little worried, like to a certain extent, like because we played the Packers last Thursday, right? And we we played some other teams, and even when they don't have a crazy receiving core, you know, they, they still have given the lions some trouble now. If Alave can't go and Shaheed can't go, and then obviously MTs on IR. I mean, you're playing guys like A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden, Keith Kirkwood. Like, y- y- you guys don't know who those guys are, let's be honest. You maybe heard A.T. Perry from me who when we were talking on the pre-draft coverage. I think the guy ended up going the probably the sixth or seventh round, right? He was a day three pick, right? And he's had some moments, right? But if you're missing your three starting receivers, I mean you should hypothetically be able to stop that. I mean, I know your secondary hasn't been playing well. I know your passers hasn't been getting home. But if you're missing three star receivers and we're playing Derek Carr, who I've had a lot of praise for Derek Carr in the past, well, let's just call it, guys. I mean, <laughs> I was wrong about Derek Carr. I thought he was better than what than what he really is. Let's be honest here. I thought a change of scenery could help Jared or not Jared Goff, Derek Carr a lot where he could go from the narrative being an average quarterback to a good quarterback, kind of like Matthew Stafford. I always thought he was comparable to Matthew Stafford. Um, and, And this move to the saints that does not indicate that. Honestly, he's been the same Derek Carr from when he was with the Raiders to the saints. And arguably you could say he's been worse, honestly. I mean, he's just not playing the greatest football right now. And, you know, he's been prone to some stupid turnovers and, you know, and especially when you're missing potentially three starters in this game, like, that's very, very, very difficult to an offense to get going and, you know, to rely on that, even with this line secondary not playing very good football right now. But, you know, on the defense side, of the ball for the lines, like, not expecting Alex Anzalone in this game, who is going to step up in that role now? and. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. It's going to be Jack Campbell, right? Like, it's the guy you draft at pick 18. Like, now is your time, Jack Campbell. You have to step up in the situation without Alex Anzalone, which I think arguably, I think on the defense side of the ball, I think this is the second biggest loss you could have on your defense side of the ball. After Aiden Hutchinson, I think Alex Anzalone is your second most important piece in the defense of how good of football he's been playing this year. So this is definitely going to be a loss this Sunday without him. But you drafted Jack Campbell at pick 18. Like, now it's your time to shine. And, you know, we talked about this depth in his linebacker core. Like, this is the time where you really need to see that core step up. Derek Barnes is going to definitely get more snaps. He'll probably get close to 100% of the snaps. Uh, Same with Jack Campbell. And then, like, they'll probably mix in and match with Malcolm Rodriguez a little bit, who's been honestly been playing more on the offensive of the ball than defense recently. So, uh, obviously, making that transition playing both sides that Dan Campbell said that he's going to still play some offense, but with Noah Alex this week, probably like you're going to have to have some depth there. And you're probably going to go towards a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez, who's going to have a bigger role on this defense. Maybe, maybe a Jalen Maben or an Anthony Pittman could, could potentially be in the mix there. I don't necessarily expect that thing. They'll probably have their role stay on special teams. And you're probably going to lean on the three guys I just mentioned, Jack Campbell, Derek Barnes, and Malcolm Rodriguez. So, um, you know, missing Alex is huge, but, you know, you can't make it a, a huge issue. And, and the Saints running back core is, is very solid. Elvin Kamara, since coming back from the suspension, has been playing very, very good football in the past game and in the running game as well. But especially in the passing game. And that's something the Lions are really going to have to emphasize on defense this week is – limiting Elvin Kamara not only in the running game but in the passing game as well because you know he's a guy who's been a dual threat he's gonna a very safety blanket for Derek Carr just pulling up some quick numbers right here I'll get it out for you guys right here this is usually where I love def Peter Malcolm where I can just pull up stats while they're talking but it's okay so in the receiving game uh Elvin Kamara last game four four receptions 50 yards first Minnesota seven receptions 33 yards four receptions, 44 yards versus the Bears. And he even has a game like versus Jacksonville where he had 12 receptions, 91 yards, had 14 targets. Or how about in his first game back versus the Buccaneers? 13 receptions, 14 targets, 33 yards. So he's getting, like, wide receiver one targets right now. Like, that's his share right now. And especially if Chris Olave and Shahid can't go in this game, like, I, I expected even a bigger role from Alvin Kamara in this game. And then, obviously, their RB2 is Jamal Williams, who just came back a couple weeks ago from IR. And, obviously, we all know what Jamal Williams was. He was just here last year and two years ago with this football team. And, you know, he hasn't been the same player he was with Detroit. And I think that was kind of expected with, obviously, you know, the Lions offensive line being complete studs and and, and being able to really get a running game with anyone back there. And he's obviously taken a hit with not having those guys back there. But if – like I mentioned, Alave and Shahid can't go in this game. This could be a game where they can lean more on the running backs um, and having Kamara involved in that passing game. Maybe they get Jamal Williams a little more involved in that running game. And then with their tight ends, you know they have an interesting room here. You got Juwan Johnson, who's their starter, who's a very solid player. Taysom Hill, who does everything on their offense. He could play quarterback. He could play tight end. He could play special teams. He's going to do it all in this game. And then Foster Moreau, who they signed this off season, and Jimmy Graham, like they have a deep tight end room, as well. So they still have some solid pass catching options, even with their wide receiver core being a little banged up, and without Alex Anzalone, like these guys need to really, really step up. And this is a week I hope the Lions could just start to generate some more pressure. I don't know where it comes from, honestly. Um, I mean, because we're just not getting pressure. And that's been the biggest kryptonite to this defense and why it's struggling so much as of late. And if you're not pressuring the quarterback, I don't care who you're versing. I don't care if it's the New Orleans Saints or like whoever, right? Like it could be Patrick Mahomes. doesn't matter. If you are not getting pressure on the quarterback, it doesn't matter who you're versing. You give NFL quarterbacks all day in the pocket, they're going to eventually find a guy. It's just going to happen. That's just how the NFL works. If you're giving guys time all day in the pocket to just look and get open, they're going to get open. Like At the end of the day, these guys are still NFL players. Even if they're missing Chris Olave, even if they're missing Rashid Shahid, these guys will still get open. I mean, you saw Thanksgiving for yourself. Jordan Love, that was the best game of his career by far. By far, he's never looked that clean. He's never looked that good. And the Packers don't have some scary wide receiver core either. I mean, we were talking with some Packers guys before the game last week, and, you know, I'm like, just tell me about your receivers. They tell me Christian Watson, you know, hasn't had that connection with with Jordan Love yet. It looked great on Thursday versus the Lions defense because they were not generating any pressure whatsoever. And we've said it. All year, like we've seen some games where they've been able to generate some pressure like the Raiders game or, you know, like the Buccaneers game and, and, and games like that. Right. And the Falcons game too, Packers early in the year. But as of late and especially after this bye week, they haven't shown you a lick of anything. And if I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken, but I, I believe we only have one sack in the last three games. And it's that Aiden Hutchinson sacked and the game versus the Bears. Because if, if my memory strikes correctly, we obviously didn't get a sack versus the Packers on Thursday. I know we didn't get a sack versus the versus the Bears until Hutchinson's, right? And then oh McNeil got one too, I guess, right? And then versus the Chargers, I, I don't remember getting Herbert down at any point for a sack. So regardless, I might be incorrect there. I know two. Two is the only one that comes straight from my head, right? This pass for us needs to be better. And it's not necessarily going to be easy. It's just going really quickly to the Saints offensive line. Um, their right tackle, Ryan Ramchak, has given up 16 pressures, three sacks, four penalties. These are according to PFF. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, their right guard, has given up 18 pressures, three sacks, two penalties. Center Eric McCoy is given up 19 pressures, four sacks, five penalties. Their left guard, James Hurst, has given up 14 pressures, two sacks, and then their left tackle, Andres Pete, has gone up twenty pressures, one sack, four penalties. So, like those are those are pretty solid numbers for a, a whole year so far for the New Orleans Saints. So, I don't know where it's going to come from, but someone needs to step up this week. Um, you know, Hutchinson can't do it only by himself. It has to be these other guys that are going to help step up and. You just need it, man. You just need it. It's not going to work the way it's been going. I know the Lions have won some games, and their identity overall is going to always be their offense. But it can't be a consistent thing where you're not getting any pressure on the quarterback and not getting any sacks in games. You're just not going to win many games. Your offense can only do so much. And I know I say the the identity is the offense of this team, and that's going to stand true all year but the defense needs to get stops and get off the field. And, you know, they they have done that in certain spurts. Like in the Packers game, I I even said I blame more of last game on the offense and the defense. Like The the defense got off the field at critical times and gave you a shot. But versus the Bears, I know they made a big stop at the end, got got the three and out, but giving up consistent eight-minute drives, you're not going to win many games like that when you have a three turnover differential, I know it's technically two because fields at the fumble at the end, but like for the most part, it's a three differential turnover game, all game. And you're getting out time possession double. You're not going to win many games like that in the NFL ever. Honestly, I know you want to escape and won that game. That's a one out of 10 opportunity. You're going to win that game. So the lines have to play clean football. They have to play better football. And Get off the field. I mean, they're gonna have their moments where they're gonna score. Obviously, this defense just needs to be average. Let's just say that, and that's something they just haven't been since the bye week. Since the bye week, it, it is it has been horrendous, honestly. And we saw even before the bye week there were some games you know spurted in there where defense was just looking very very bad, like games like Baltimore, and um, there's there's probably another one that I'm a Seattle, obviously, like games like that, right? So they need to be better, and it starts up front and getting pressure on the quarterback. You know, I know we like to dog on the secondary, and it needs to be better, but you could help those guys out much more if you can get pressure on the quarterback. And it's going to be tough this week because, like I said, the the Saints offensive line has been playing pretty good football. They're known to have a good offensive line. That is their identity. So it's going to be difficult. So, you know. You just got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. I don't know what it is. A positive is that Aaron Glenn obviously comes from the system coach there for many, many years. Same with Dan Campbell. So maybe they know something that they could find ways to generate pressure versus the Saints offense. One thing I think you feel confident as a Lions fan as far as your defense is your run defense. I mean, your run defense has been consistent all year. It's been very, very good. So, I know that I mentioned that they have two good backs with Kamara and Jamal Williams. So you feel pretty confident there is that you could stop them as far as in the running department. It's more of when they get into the past situations, how are you going to stop that as a defense? And that's something that we're going to have to wait and see and and see what they're going to do this Sunday. But I know I think it definitely benefits that the Saints are missing some guys offensively. But you have to take advantage of it because the Packers are missing a shit ton of guys last Thursday versus your team, I think they're missing 17 guys. I think that 17 guys on their injury report, I should say not missing 17 guys, but they had 17 guys on their injury report and were missing vital pieces of that offense. Guys like Aaron Jones and, you know, on their defensive ball, they're missing guys like Jahir Alexander. So they're missing some vital pieces on that football team and it wasn't an issue for them. So have to play clean football, have to correct what you've been doing the last two weeks. And as far as an overall game plan, mixing in the offense and the defense, I expect the offense to bounce back, you know, and I know it's been two bad performances by this offense. I do expect some type of bounce back with hopefully getting a healthy offense in line. And even if it's not fully healthy, you just need a bounce back, man. That is their identity. That's how they're going to win football games. In the last two games, you know, they've been playing a C minus D plus product of level of offense. And that needs to correct. And that starts with the quarterback, Jared Goff. He needs to play better. He needs to clean up. And I expect that to happen, honestly. So we will see what happens. Um, that, that's pretty much all I got for you guys as far as this game. Uh, you guys could come join us on Sunday. We will be previewing all of our final thoughts on the Saints. We'll have Malcolm there for sure. Pierre might be joining us. And we'll be on spaces right after the game. We'll be going back to our usual time because it'll be a one o'clock kickoff. Which, thank God, it's a one o'clock kickoff. I'm sick of all these, you know, four o'clock games and you know Thanksgiving. Like we're we're finally getting to that flow. We're going to be a one o'clock for a good for a good portion, right? You know, you got this game, then you got the Bears next week. Those are both one o'clock games, and we'll see what happens with the Broncos game because that's still to be determined. But that is all I got for you guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. It was a little weird just being by myself, but we'll have the full crew, or at least most of the crew, back on the pregame show and then probably for sure on the postgame show. So thank you guys so much for listening. I am out, guys. Peace.